Welcome to the Chemistry Factor Podcast, dedicated to help you consciously inspire your actions in business, no matter what circumstances you're facing, transforming your stress into empowering success. I'm Coach Barney, founder of The Chemistry Factor. For over 25 years, I've worked with hundreds of successful business leaders who have all experienced how poor working relationships and unexpected business setbacks cause the anxiety and stress that weakens your productivity, innovation, and leadership skills. You do not choose to be stressed. It is a reaction, not a decision, that drains your energy, making work hard and less fulfilling. Together, we will discover how to empower your attitude to achieve the greater success and satisfaction you've always wanted in your business, career, and life. My guest today is Justin G, who for over 24 years has worked his way up the career ladder with some of the most prestigious companies in the world. He is now the CFO at Ziff Media, who own a portfolio of leading digital properties in tech, culture, and shopping, but started his career with PricewaterhouseCoopers, moving on to PepsiCo, the Walt Disney Company, and advertising agency giants WPP, Havas, and MDC Partners, which is now Stagwell. Justin has learned that to navigate the world of career corporate chess, one must be attuned to foresee the warning signs of change, such as mergers and acquisitions, leadership turnover, industry transformation, and business disturbance. Welcome to the show, Justin. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you with me today. Pleasure is all mine, Barney. Thank you so much. That was a very generous introduction to oh, say that. No, no, it, it, you deserve it. I, if, if I could, I would have made it better. <laughs> <laughs> you have an impressive and varied industry career that has been very successful. How do you define success? That's a great question. And again, thank you for calling my career successful. I think that is, you know, to me, actually, that's actually a, a matter of perspective, um, success. You know, when, when I look at success, I ask about, you know, am I really performing at, at my potential? And I think everyone has got a, a certain level of potential. You know, some have huge potential, right? And some, you know, to be quite frank, you know, don't, doesn't, do not have the potential of others. And when I kind of evaluate myself, right, it's about asking, you know, what am I good at? What do I, you know, what do I want to do? Um, and is the role I'm at, you know, am I realizing, um, you know, what that potential is? And I think I've been fortunate to be, you know, put in positions um, throughout my career where I've been able to, you know, to, to, to do that. Now, I may have started off at points where I wasn't um, performing at the level um, that was needed, right? But over time was able to um, learn, um, you know, through great uh, managers, through great mentors um, and really grow into those roles. And, you know, have been able to really kind of, you know, make contributions um, to, to, to my organizations. I think that's the other, you know, mark of success is what is the impact that you actually have, you know, on, on, on the company you're working for? You know, are you driving, you know, value for them? And if you are, right, whether, you know, you're the CFO, whether you are, you know, a junior accountant, I mean, you're all, you know, to me, you know, those are all measures of success. Um, you know, unfortunately for me as well, you know, I think I've been had, I've had those opportunities too. To, uh, to contribute and to, and to add value. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is 
for you, contribution, impact, performance. And it sounded a little bit about, you know, the success of the business. But you mentioned things like mentoring. Right. And to me, a good mentor is being successful. Okay. Yeah. You know, there, there are a lot of places to go. You have success with your family. You know, how do you measure that within your organization? Because I think they're very, you know, hand in hand important. If you're not having success with your family, your performance at work is not going to be as as productive as it, as it might be if your success was both in family and in the office. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. And I do, I do focus on my family as well. I mean, I don't think I could have succeeded at work. Um, if I felt that I was, I was neglecting, you know, um, my, my kids and trust me, they, they wouldn't let me neglect them anyway. So it's not like <laughs> a, a choice in that, um, for that matter. I think it's also about, you know, being successful is also about, you know, prioritizing, right. Understanding what are, um, you know, the right, you know, what are the priorities in your life, you know, and, and sticking to them. You know, for me, when I had, when I started having kids, you know, it, it was a, it was a decision to say, Hey, listen, I, I, I want to be active, right. In raising, you know, my children with, with, with my wife and yeah. uh, being part of their lives. Um, you know, I grew up, uh, you know, with a father who, you know, wasn't that active. And so I kind of understood, you know, what it meant um, to have someone, you know, who's always going to be there. And that's a challenge because you have to find roles that kind of allow you to do that. And I think part of, you know, why I've ended up in advertising, you know, for that matter, versus let's say, you know, investment banking, right. Is that you have, you know, those tend to be more flexible in terms of, um, giving you the opportunities to to pursue you know the things that you want to pursue, whether it be raising a family, whether it be you know I don't know shooting your own movie, right, or you know or whatever other passions that you may have, and you know also doing the job. And you know, that's kind of why I've kind of always gravitated towards this industry, which I've always felt uh, has been very supportive of your life choices. Interesting. One of the questions I was going to bring up, which we partially answered already, is what factors do you look for in deciding the directions you've taken? to climb the ladder of success. And one of them, you just said, you like the advertising world because they gave you the flexibility to have success with your family as well. Yeah, certainly. I think, you know, quality of life, I think is, is definitely uh, important, but, you know, but the other things too, is that I, I think, you know, for me, at least I've always done better in these types of creative environments, you know, that uh, where organizations are, helping other companies um, through, you know, like creative campaigns, through you know, brilliant strategies, um, really great brand marketing. Um, to me, that that's always been something that I've, I've always been interested in. You know, when I was at, uh, you know, Pepsi and the Walt Disney Company, I've always been in those kind of creative environments. So that's something I kind of feed off of. Creativity you know, is a great value. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. to me, everything revolves around our values. And sometimes we get lost in the work. And forget to honor them because circumstances throw us off our game. Okay. Uh, sure. You know, so this, this whole conversation we're having is going to be around values. And you, one of them, you're very articulate. You know, you're well-spoken. And in a, in a media world, if you're not well-spoken, <laughs> you're going to have, you're going to have a heart. So that's, that's another thing that I can, I can foresee would make you success in the, you know, as you, you climb the ladder, you're currently a CFO. You can look back and say, well, I was that before, but you know what, that for a lot of people in, in, in the world of finance and accounting, that that's the pinnacle. I, you know, it only gets better when you get more and more involved in operations. That that's true. 
I mean, we can we can debate whether CFO is the the best role for. <laughs> Well, no, no. Oh, I'd love to. I don't want to debate. What What do you think else would there be? Uh, That's the. No, I think I think you know. For me, it was certainly the path. Um, You know, and I do talk to young, you know, people who start out, and you know, who who want to know, you know, is that is that the path I should go on, right? And I think for me, it 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 made it made sense. Like I've always wanted to be part of of you know uh, running an organization. I uh, you know it it was okay. It was pretty okay in finance, and so that was kind of a natural path for me, right? There are others, right, who you know, in, in finance, in the finance world, um, we'll end up, you know, you know, trading securities and, you know, do fine doing that. And it may not They'll be do a- fine. But one of the things you mentioned was creativity. Yeah. And a CFO has the creativity to mold operations, you know, yes. at a, and to me that, that, that is, that seems to be something that is a calling for you to be able to make that creative, creative, you know, jump to creativity, to be able to be a, a partner at the, you know, inner circle. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think again, I think that's where advertising kind of uh, you know has been has been very supportive of that, right? You can approach solutions in a more creative way, you know, and you're working with a lot of creatives as well, right? Who may not understand the traditional, you know, financial services type of, of personalities that, that you know that I love that you brought creatives up. I mean, I wasn't thinking about it, but what makes one be able to communicate finance and accounting? To creatives, because that's uh, always been a challenge. Challenging, it is challenging, and it's no, it's no disrespect to the creatives. I mean, they obviously are brilliant in what they do. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's it's a different mindset. It's like them, like you know, creatives trying to explain you know something you know creative to me, which I may not be you know completely attuned to. So, so for me, it's you know, how do you how do you tell that story, right? And I think that's what I really do enjoy about the, the CFO role is that. We're, we're these, we're storytellers, you know, at the end of the day, right. We're telling a story. We're taking, you know, these numbers, right. That I'm sitting on an Excel spreadsheet and I could have two choices, right. I could take that sheet and I could send it to the CEO and hope, you know, she or he understands what, what that means, or, you know, try to break it all down and help them really understand what's, what's behind, you know, what's behind all the numbers. And that's, that's always been the enjoyable part, right. Really trying to get into it and having them understand it, um, having them understand, you know, what are the opportunities and risks within the business, and it's storytelling not, you know, is the magic. Yeah. Storytelling is the magic. And when you can speak in story, people are more captivated. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. And as I said, you're articulate. So I can see that you're a good storyteller. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did I say every time? No, I'm not looking for perfection. I'm looking for someone who tells a good story. And as they get better, they, they improve over time. That's all. Yeah. 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 The pandemic has changed most everyone's lives. Yeah. How has the workplace evolved from when you started over 24 years ago to now? It's, it's great. I think, you know, it's interesting. I think there are very obvious things that have changed, right, since the pandemic. I mean, we saw that we don't need to be in the office every day to be to be productive. We saw that, you know, technology can certainly fill in a lot of the, the gaps. I will say, though, that even before the pandemic, you know, we were starting to see which when I started off, I, what we didn't really see very much of, but there was definitely been a shift more towards, um, you know, understanding diversity in the workforce, inclusion, oh, equity, absolutely. right? Yeah. Um, more pronounced now that, you know, during pandemic, uh, you know, during the you know, George Floyd um, protests, where, you know, it suddenly became very top of mind for everybody. And, you know, to be honest, Barney, starting out, right, as a PwC, I mean, it was kind of, kind of old school, you know, there was a lot of stuff that probably went down back, you know, that was said and done back then that 
probably would not have been, you know, um, politically correct today. I think our values have changed certainly over time. I mean, it's nice to see that. I think it's nice to see that we are now focused more on, you know, you know, trying to diversify, you know, the workforce, trying to bring in talents from you know, different places and different industries. So for me, that that is a really, it's a really great thing to see. I'll share you one one quick story, which I which I found oh, I love, a love story. Yeah. So there was <laughs> one time when uh, during pandemic, where I was interviewing for a role, and a recruiter called me uh, on the phone. The, I don't forget his name. Let's say his name was John, right? And his and and John says, "Hi, my name is John. I I want to first say that I identify myself as he and him." And I know you're Justin. And can you please tell me how you identify yourself? And I tell you, Brian, I have never had that question before, you know, in my entire life, right? Like it was always been very, I thought, black and white that, you know, if you met me, if you saw me, yeah, this was a, you know, the he or him kind of situation, right? But then you've you got of, a family right now and yeah. you're keeping busy. Right. So, <laughs> so, you know, that to me, though, kind of made me kind of realize, hey, wait a minute, you know, things have, things have changed, right? You know, people yeah. aren't, you know, gender specific at these, you know, at times, you know, there is a lot of she and hers or, or they's, right? And it's all very cool, right? And I think it's, it's great, but we, we never had that back there in 24 years ago. Like, I don't, I don't think that would have, you know, I, I, I don't know if it would have been accepted. I don't even know if I'm supposed to allow to ask that question. You know, it's, it's kind of like, yeah. it gets a little deep into the, pers- the person's psyche and that should have nothing to do with whether they're right for the job or not, to be frank. That's true, That's true too, right? So, but I think the fact that we're becoming more sensitive to it, I think, you know, it has been, um, has been, you know, a huge change that, that I've seen, you know, over the, the 24 years. Technology aside, like, I think technology is great. You know, I think the fact that we can work uh, remotely is great. But, you know, this, this, this awareness, you know, that we've, that we've seen, um, this maturity within, within the industry itself, you know, has been, um, has been really great and really good to see. It's, it's sped it up. I mean, the pandemic sped it up, but you know, when we're looking at the, you know, we're looking back 10 or more years ago, how, how many WPP shops were working uh, client accounting out of India? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've been doing it, you know, and I'm saying India, I'm not talking New York to New York or, you know, New York to New Jersey. Uh, We're we're talking the other side of the world that this has been going on. It's just been thrown at us now, you know, because of, you know, the, the fears that were created from the pandemic. And now everything's, it's not just hybrid, it's remote. Yeah. There's a lot of shops that are saying, well, I don't care where they live in the continental United States. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I find it, I find it a little hard to deal with in a sense, because uh, I think that human contact, you know, human face-to-face outside of a, a screen is powerful it is, and, yeah. And, and creates unity. But next time we talk, you know, years from now, we're going to be looking and say, gee, th- this has been an issue, then this is how we've overcome it. They're still trying to invent the wheel here. Agreed. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely agree. Yeah, for what it's worth, I do like the, the, you know, the being in the same room mentality. Um, yeah. Certainly, certainly makes things easier. Yeah, for certain. Yeah, things. if you didn't like that, I mean, you could you could have a family and just see them on the screen all the time. That's okay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would fly very well. Though. Every leader has their own management style for success. What's yours? I try to be a really good listener. So listening to me is a really important skill for a manager, and you know, really listening, like being an active listener, trying to understand what somebody is saying, and you know, absorbing it understanding, you know, concerns, you know, what the issues are. And then corollary, corollary to that would be asking really good questions. 
you know, you had maybe a couple of months ago, you had one of my mentors um, as one of your guests here. And um, he said something in Mark Sanders, by the way. Right. And, you know, he said something which I thought made a lot of sense. He said, you know, he, he when we were sitting down, I guess he was uh, you know, in front of his team and he's like, I, I don't, I don't have all the answers all the time. And I was like, okay, I didn't know that. I thought you were the CFO. You had all the answers, goes, but, you know, but, but I do know how to ask a lot of questions. And with those questions, I think I can get you to the answer. And I think he was, you know, the more I thought about it, you know, again, this was like 15 years ago, you know, and I remember that meeting because to me, that really what stuck out to me was, it was, it was really important from a, a framing kind of context of, yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't have a lot of the answers either, but, you know, if I can ask the right pointed questions, I think, you know, we, we can get to that answer, you know, together. And, and, you know, and I've, I've followed that a lot. Like, you know, every time someone, you know, on my staff has a problem, right. And, you know, and I don't really know the answer. I try to kind of get underneath it and, you know, by asking the right questions and lo and behold, I think they actually know what the answer is, you know, 90% of the time, they just yeah. need to kind of get it all flushed out and kind of have them, you know, think it, think it through in a, in a more straightforward way. Um, and I think having that skill is, is really important. You, you help know, them focus. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, as a coach, that's what I do is I, I question people and the way I question, you know, this may be valuable for you or not. Uh, I stay away from yes, no's. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. I stay away from problems. I call them challenges. It puts a different you know, twist on problems are usually something we have to get to the second and it's time, you know, deadline and this and that and everything else that goes on with it. Uh, challenges are more like, hey, we got a game here to play. But the way I ask questions is avoid yes, no's and go to the open-ended what, when, where, how's, and who's. That's, that's, that's actually really smart. Yeah. I yeah. love making sure to avoid the Play yes. with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, a good, that's a good point. That's Just a really opens good. up more curiosity. Absolutely. That's a good point. The chemistry factor believes that the strength of your company's talent is the most important factor in achieving business success. How do you determine the right talent to hire? Yeah, I think I think they're basics, right? I think you need to have, um, you know, in the finance world, there's certainly uh, technical skills, right? And I think that's kind of very basic. Like, you know, you need to know your accounting, you need to know your finance. So let's say, assuming that you know that, right? Then I kind of move on to kind of trying to figure out what kind of person are you, right? And for me, I really, really like people who are curious and who are, you know, who are, who are passionate. You know, I've been, you know, I've interviewed folks who, you know, don't, don't really show that, right. They show, they answer the questions they do, you know, they, they explain their, their background, but they don't, they don't show a, a true interest in the role. And, you know, for me, that, that that's a bit of a turnoff only because, you know, I know that I need, you know, passionate people on the team to make this, the team work. That says it all. I mean, what was it? Confucius said, love what you're doing and you'll never work a day in your life. Right. I like to add, love who you're doing it with and the same thing. You, you'll never work a day in your life either. Sure. Uh, yeah. So, but that, yeah, skills is key. But I, as a recruiter, I've seen where somebody has 60 or 70% of the skills, but the relationship was beautiful and they changed the specs. Yeah. And then I've seen it with 150% of the skills under budget, but the relationship is so-so and they're sorry if they hired them. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think, um, I don't, yeah, I don't think we put enough, um, emphasis on, on the fit. We look at, we look at a lot of the skills, you know, we, we go, okay, this person, you know, 
has done MA, this person's, you know, an expert on socks or gap, you know, I mean, and that's all great. This person, you know, got the Harvard MBA, I mean, you know, wonderful. But but if can't, if they that person can't fit within the team, if that person isn't going to, you know, have that drive to, to solve problems and want to make the organization better, if that person is just focused on themselves, that's that's a problem for me. I don't work well with those types of individuals, right? I I myself am kind of always an organization first before before my concerns. And I think that's been maybe, you know, one of the reasons why I've, you know, I've had some successes because I always put the organization, you know, ahead of, ahead of what I think my own concerns are or my, you know, my personal um, concerns. Um, and, you know, have focused on the team and making sure that the, you know, the team is, is, is supported. You know, You're giving but, me great, great stuff here when it comes to what you look for. Okay. Support, you know, somebody who's working as a team player that, you know, is collaborative. I'm sure mentoring is going to be thrown in there uh, yeah. and a lot of other things. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Work and life are filled with stories of success and failure. What story can you share with us that was a disappointment and how did you overcome it? Yeah. So there was a period, I guess, um, in my career where where I was unemployed. That's hard. It is. It was hard because I was, you know, this was this was during the pandemic, which made it harder. (laughs) We had, uh, you know, I was CFO for an agency called Laird and Partners. And it was a small agency, a very niche agency focused um, in fashion and luxury and beauty. And it was uh, basically everything that nobody wanted during the pandemic. (laughs) You can imagine that, you know, we didn't have much client work then. Um, There was no marketing budgets uh, for us. So, you know, we had to pretty much close down the shop, which was really sad, you know, and in in itself, it was just a a sad thing because it's such a great, great agency. Um, A lot of iconic fashion work that came out of there. But, um, you know, it was a business decision, basically. So, so there was a good stretch of, you know, six to seven months that, you know, that, that I, I didn't have a job. We were in the, you know, this was like, you know, in 2020 into 2021, height of the pandemic. And that was, um, you know, that was probably, it was a tough time because that was obviously, you know, um, having a family, uh, not, having a, not having a paycheck and not knowing, you know, what that future was going to bring was, was tough. You know, it was the first time in my entire career that I didn't have a job. Um, so, you know, there was a, a lot of, a lot of uh, soul searching, I guess, <laughs> that, you know, that, that took place during those. What was disconnected? I mean, obviously, you know, the fear of not bringing in an income and things of that nature, I'm sure. But what got in your way? What values or, you know, what was your thinking that made yeah. it hard? I started, I think, to lose confidence in myself. Not, you know, thinking that, hey, I'm probably not good enough to get another role, you know, another CFO role, you know, for that matter, right? And started saying, maybe I should take something smaller or lesser, right? And just be done with it, right? And then started to find out I wasn't even getting offers for those roles either. So that just made, <laughs> that just made you know, uh, it didn't make it any, any better. So then I really started the question, you know, was this whole thing, you know, just kind of a, you know, wild ride that I got lucky, you know, and just... And, uh, and maybe I, I've run out of luck, right? And so there was a whole period of, of doubt. And I think that was, you know, for me, um, um, the tough part of, you know, where, you know, where you're kind of doubting yourself. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was hard. It was it's hard. really hard. And I've seen a lot of people go through it that are very successful. Yeah. And most of them eventually bounce back. Okay. Yeah. But while they're in that place, it makes it really tough for them to enjoy life. <laughs> You know, their mind keeps going to the the things that aren't working. Um, 
So putting that to the side, okay, uh, but self-doubt, lack of confidence, uh, lots of things like that. When you're thinking about it, how do you feel? Well, um, that that blow of wind said a lot. Okay. With, uh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a draining time. I think. Um, I think I learned a lot about myself. You know, I think there's a lot of folks you know, who go through that who don't really want to talk about it because they don't, you know, they feel ashamed about, you know, being let go for whatever reason or not having a job. You know, none of my friends were, were unemployed either, so you know, everyone was was still employed, and so it felt like I was like alone, right? You know, I look back at it and I go. Yeah, it was tough, but, you know, there were a lot of things I learned from that as well, right? So, you know, for me, you know, for me, Barney, I always try to approach situations with the mindset that, you know, that I, that I never, that I never lose. Um, I either win or, or I learn from it, right? Well, that's and good. So, so I tried. It was a little tough then, but yeah, but I was trying to learn from, from, from all of that. And, yeah. uh, you know, and I think I learned that, you know, you know, I, I had skills that are, that are that were marketable. I was able to, you know, during that time, you eventually pick up some consulting work as well. So um, and build, you know, a base from there. Um, you know, I was doing actually pretty okay with that uh, when the full time offer came. Um, you kept I, moving forward. Yeah, yeah. You, you didn't. You didn't freeze. You didn't allow that upset, that disconnect of confidence or whatever else was going on. You didn't allow it to stop you. Correct. And a lot of people do get stopped. Yeah. And you know, that, that kudos to you. Absolutely. Kudos. Oh, thanks. So what story can you share about a peak accomplishment in your career that inspires you? So, yeah, I think that's a hard one for me because I think any of my accomplishments in my career are really tied to, to a lot of people that, that kind of helped get there. Right. So it's always been a team that that's helped me accomplish something. So I would, I would be hesitant to call out any accomplishment without having calling out, you know, all the number of people that, 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 um, you know, that okay. Me. You're being modest. So let's put, let's, let's, but, let's get work out of here. We don't need work. Okay. Well, Tell I, me a moment in your life. Okay. That was just a brilliant success. I could tell you one of mine hitting my first home run over the right, uh, the left field wall. It was like, Whoa, man, yeah. I, I loved it. But, you know, give, give me one moment where you're just like, man, that was an amazing, that's an amazing story for me. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a quick one and then I'll give you one about work, a little bit about work. Oh, good. Uh, so on a, on a personal level, I, I'm not a runner. I, I've always known that in my life. Like I hate running, but then I thought, you know what, I'm going to try. And this is during the pandemic because the only thing you could do exercise wise is outside. <laughs> so, so, um, so I was like, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll try it, you know, and I, and I did it and I, you know, wasn't great at it, but I kept doing it, kept doing it. And then I entered myself into a, into a 5k um, and then, and then I placed third in my age group and it was the first 5k I ever ran. Wow. So it was like, you know, for me, that was, that was pretty good. Um, and, you know, showed me that you just try really hard, you know, you can accomplish really, really cool things. Were your arms up when you went over the finish line? I mean, uh, how did you yeah, I, I stumbled over the finish line, but yes, I, yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. out of breath, but yeah, my arms you were out of breath, but everything was, it was, it, it was, was a lot it was of fun. It was, it was a, so imagine that moment. Okay. Imagine that moment. And where you're thinking of that moment when you were out of work, that yeah. moment lifted your soul. Absolutely. Yeah. Anytime you find yourself in that lack of confidence or, you know, you're in a situation you don't know what to do with, go back to that running. Yeah. Go to that moment, embrace it, 
feel how you're breathing when you're doing that. I mean, when you're truly embracing that moment, the, the cares of the world kind of drift away and you're seeing, seeing life from a different perspective. No, and that, yeah, I, 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 I do that. We, we've, we've spoken before where you've told me to go on my, my mental vacation too. And I do that as well. I don't remember that, but there's well, a, things come out of my mouth. I don't remember yeah. them all, but they're all meant to be supportive. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great. But I do, I, I do that. But to get back to, uh, you know, for, for work-wise, you know, yeah. I do want to say that for me, I think my, my greatest accomplishments are, are seeing people who work for me succeed in their careers. And I've seen people from, you know, directors become CFOs themselves. I've seen analysts become directors. And, you know, if, if for me, if it's, if I had influenced that or helped them along the way, that to me is a, is a, is a huge accomplishment, you know, and I think I've, I've seen some of that. And I want to say a little bit's been because, you know, they, they, you know, they've been on my team. Obviously a lot of it's, you know, has to do with their own, you know, personalities and skills, but, but, you know, to, to the extent I could have influenced any of that. Um, you know, Leaders been- set the table to allow the people that work with them to be successful. And I can see that it, it's a passion for you to set that table yes. to optimize their, their opportunities. So uh, I, I respect that greatly. I, I only wish everybody in the leadership world was more cognizant of that. But no, saying that to you, uh, this is coming out of my mouth. Anytime you're feeling disconnected from you know whatever's going yeah. on, Set the table for yourself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. Okay. What words of wisdom would you like to share with our listeners on how they can successfully navigate their career satisfaction and growth? I think I would tell people don't, don't stop learning. I think um, learning is always key to anyone's career. Always, you know, try to learn more as much as you can read as much as you can you know educate yourself and it doesn't have to be about the your, the subject that you know that that, that, you know, that that you're working in but just try to get a world perspective on things it really does help you you know when you uh when you when you try to manage organizations having that kind of you know rounded knowledge base is is, is i think really really critical i would say that you know i would ask yourselves right you know well, I had a professor at, at in college who, who would say this to us, right? You know, just because you've worked at an organization for 10 years doesn't mean you have 10 years of experience. It may, you mean, it may mean you have one year of experience just repeated 10 times. <laughs> so, you know, and I was like, huh, well, that also makes a lot of sense. And so I think, you know, if you're asking yourself, have I done this thing? If I've been at an organization for 10 years, but I've only done, you know, the same thing 10 times over and over again, right? Then maybe that's a good time to start asking yourself, this is the right place because obviously you've stopped learning at that point. So for those people, you know, I think who, who are looking to, you know, to make those kind of career jumps, um, I think that's, you know, really important, you know, aspect of, of, of that decision. I will also encourage young people, and I know some may get a little bit of you know, heat for this, but don't, don't jump for the money all the time because <laughs> I, Oh I, I my that, goodness, no. That a yeah. Lot, right? yeah. And they, 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 there's a lot who are geared to that. Yeah. But then there are others that are geared to looking at the longer term. Yeah. And seeing that if I'm doing what I really want to do now, it's going to take me to another level. Yeah. You know, I've seen people go for money and they're doing things they don't enjoy. Absolutely. And, and they, they don't get any value from it. Absolutely. I mean, I was one of those in my early in my career that jumped for the money and ended up in a place that was like horrific. So I can tell you that from yeah. personal experience that that's, you know, 
you know, I think to your point, finding, you know, uh, playing the longer game, right. And understanding where that career could, you know, where that move could take you and, um, you know, being good at that and being passionate about that. I mean, I honestly think that if you're passionate about something and you work really hard at it, all the rewards will come eventually for them. You know, you know it will. You just have to be patient, you know, and, then, you know, at times, you know, and I see this in my kids too, that that patience isn't always there. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, I. That's the issue with business. You know, I tell this story about my daughter who had a hard time PRing, you know, personal records. You were talking about running. She was a she was a, a mid mid distance runner, right? And she'd win the race, but she wouldn't PR. She couldn't understand it. Mm. What was happening was she was thinking about the finish line before she got to the you know to the first right. step, right? And, and that's what happens when we put deadlines on ourselves. Imagine somebody says, Justin, you've got a deadline. You got to finish it by X Y Z. Well, you know what ends up happening. You keep looking at, you know, what time is it now? What time is it now? It makes it so less productive. I like to call them lifelines, okay? Yeah. Or, you know, something of that nature that you don't have to look to get there. You know you're going to reach it. There's the confidence. And, you know, that, that, that that's kind of a shift. You know, it's been fun talking to you. I could keep going, but, you know, <laughs> I think my listeners will say, well, I think I've heard all I need to hear now. I think, I think I've got a lot. There's a lot of juice in this. If there's a parting comment I would have for, well, I would, you would want to share, what would you say? I would say, you know, as I would kind of reflect back, I think on my career, it really would be to understand what your priorities are, understand what you like, understand also what you don't like, right? People ask me about, you know, you know, uh, some career advice. And I would say, if you know what you don't like, you've already kind of eliminated half the problem. Well, that's and, true. You know, so um, so understand that too. Like, there are certain industries that, you know, to be honest, I, I probably wouldn't want to work in, and um, and I think you know, understanding, also having a clear understanding of that, you know, really does help you focus on what you know how to develop your your career. Um, but understand the priorities because you know, if to you, like, if family's a priority, then make sure that you know your work is you know open to that. You know, if again, like, shooting your own movie is a priority, make sure your work is open to that. And trust me, we've had people who do that, right? They go off and do passion projects and. Make sure that your organization is supportive. Great advice. That, that's that's great advice. Thank you for being on the show, Justin. It's been oh, a it's pleasure. And uh, pleasure. Uh, you know what? Only better, only more success for you, bro. Okay. Well, thank you, Barney. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate review, and recommend The Chemistry Factor to your friends. If you would like to connect with me on social media, reach out to Barney Feinberg on LinkedIn. To connect with me directly, email barney at thechemistryfactor.com. Until next time, empower your business success every day.